All right, good day, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. That was a fun new intro style that I've been bored and wanting to try out. <laughs> and, I can, and the man laughing on the other end, because I can get away with it with him, is fellow much longer podcaster, much bigger influencer in the podcasting world, Chuck Wood. Welcome back, sir. Hey, thanks. And uh, did you get, oh, by the way, did you get my email earlier? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I'm behind on email. Well, that's okay. Big like, time behind. So, all right, here's something fun. Let's just pop. We're going to, ladies and gentlemen, real quick. Again, topenddevs.com is his website. Chuck's a big, if he, I'm a, we started a new thing. We're just going to check in in monthly. Uh-huh. Actually, we've been checking in monthly, if not weekly, if not bi-weekly for years, because part of our background is being co, you know, authoring, not co-authoring, but offering books separately but together, right. all this fun stuff. But one thing I've literally grown to appreciate about Chuck is random technical things that we get to figure out together. Uh, so be- <laughs> so before I, I, I get on Zoom, which literally just happened, uh, and he just accidentally taught me a couple things that actually you and I might have just figured that out together. Uh, do you use Gmail? Yeah. Okay. I got to know. Has there been a weird thing lately where when you go to hit send and the browser just doesn't send it and then it gets stuck um, in your drafts and you don't know it? I haven't experienced that lately. I know that it does actually delay sending for well, know, a few minutes. I know they're doing that new thing where, oh, yeah. you, you fat-fingered it and, they, and yeah. they want you to give you the option of backing it out. Yeah, you can suck it back, yeah. Which, in my old IT world, we had dedicated email servers, and when you played around in Microsoft Office, you always were able to recall an email, which is great. Gmail world, they never allowed that. I get why they did it, and it works great from your iPhone. But I think I found the flaw. (laughs) (laughs) Because this has been going on for probably three weeks, probably since we last Mm -hmm. chatted. And I noticed it again today because I aired one of our last podcasts. Actually, it was your Amsterdam podcast. And then Mm -hmm. we've got the follow-up from your return from Amsterdam. So while you and I are recording this, that'll go out in the next week. So by the time this one airs, both pre-Amsterdam and post-Amsterdam trip will be up. So uh, for those listeners, go back and listen to those episodes with Chuck. But the funny thing was, I, I sent that days ago. And oh, that's funny. I got back and I haven't moved. Actually, I have not taken my laptop with me for the past couple of days. I had a lot of very in person meetings, and sometimes I don't like having my laptop in them. So I was like, I right. should, let me just leave it here, let the system do its updates and everything else. Because unlike you, I live in the Windows world and you're the big Mac world guy. Um, anyway, I came back and I noticed that the browser just need to be refreshed. So I click on the inbox and it didn't want to refresh. So I just hit refresh on the browser. I use Brave right now. Uh, and yep. all of a sudden I see an email sitting in my at livethefuel.com inbox in the drafts. And I'm like, I don't keep drafts in there. <laughs> and sure enough, I go in there and it's the email to you announcing you the release of the podcast that I sent many days ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, that's great. Chuck never got it, so I just sent it, and 
Yep, it's there, there now. Hey. Came in an hour ago. Well, so that's my def- sorry. This has been going on for weeks. My other, I have many Gmail accounts. Um, my other client, the sales rep firm in the HVAC industry, where most mm-hmm. of my time is spent, uh, it's been going on for weeks. I'll catch it while I'm in front of the computer. Like I hit send, and the browser just sits there and right. thinks. And then it locks the whole browser up. And then I have to click refresh on the browser. Oh, man. <laughs> and then the email defaults into the drafts folder. Right. So it's like, what? So, okay, one, you know, once, twice. Okay. This has been going on almost a month. And now I've mm-hmm. confirmed it's not just, you know, her, her company's name is Sales Management Solutions. So it's not just them. Now it's, so I've definitely replicated it now in other worlds. It's in my podcast world. Right. Completely separate account. Now, both backends of those custom domain email accounts are Gmail-based. It's one of my favorite right. things to do. It's easy. It's simple. Uh, there's your business tip of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Because <laughs> um, I just had that conversation with one of my contractor buddies who called me right before this call, Chuck. is mm-hmm. He goes, hey, I'm going to rebrand my company. Uh, you hooked up our boy Brian last year. Can you give me some love? And I was like, yeah, sales, marketing, branding, strategy, execution. I love it. I'm happy to help you out. Right. Um, this dude just helped me rip out our old school baseboard heaters, you know, along the mm-hmm. floor. Redid all the custom molding and fixed my wood flooring. The guy's a genius. I was like, yeah, dude. All right. Happy to help you. But that aside, I was like, hey, I know you bought a new domain name. You're going to launch a new website. I was like, he's like, yeah, I had to leave that email anyway. It was full of spam and everything else. I was like, ah, you were using webmail, weren't you? And he goes, what does that mean? (laughs) And I said, (laughs) were you using the mail that came with the website? Because I know you bought a cookie cutter website off of like a generic hosting platform like Bluehost or whatever. And he goes, right. Yeah. And I was like, well, there's your problem. He goes, why? It's trusted hosting company. I said, and Chuck, you can chime in on this as your expertise and background. I know you're more on the development side, but I was like, dude, in my experience, unless you control your own mail server, which most small businesses would never do to that level, web mail on your host sucks. Just, I just know the better. <laughs> just, just, I mean, I don't know. Is there, is there any other better way to say it? I mean, I've oh, years ago guaranteed to get way more spam, way mm-hmm. more noise in your inbox. My own wife. Oh yeah. Well, we weren't, she wasn't my wife yet, but when we started dating, she said, hey, do you know how to fix that? And I said, yeah, what other problems do you have? She's like, well, I'd love to have us, because my wife's a veterinarian doctor, and she's like, Mm -hmm. it'd be great if we could see each other's calendars and share calendars. I'm like, well, you could always go into the Microsoft thing. And she goes, no, 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 we love Apple. I'm like, okay. I was like, so I'll just move your domain into a custom domain Gmail account profile. You know, we'll set up Dr. Kristen at and Dr. Alicia at and Dr. Tara at and right. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, and then we'll share calendars, you know, because you can do that in Google G Suite. Right. And she goes, yep. oh, well, that sounds amazing. And, you know, that's a few years ago now. Yep. <laughs> and, all a, and all of a sudden, all the spam was gone, right? Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Is there accuracy to what I'm boasting? Yes, and I'm not going to go into all of the technical reasons why um, Google has a pretty robust spam detection system. Well, I mean, they uh, invented with, Gmail, for God's sakes. I think they might yeah. have some decent settings in their mail server technology. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but mail mail servers on their own are pretty stupid. 
And so it's <laughs> it's the stuff that you build on top of it, right? And so they've they've built this application layer on top of it that sorts it all. Okay. And at this point, the so they have two advantages. One is is that um, they've been doing this for a really really long time, and so they they've gotten pretty good just on their own of you know building algorithms and say that looks like spam. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is is that now we're getting into the age where you have machine learning. And the, right, well, the well, trick well, to... Let's pause on that. Machine learning, a.k.a. Are we t- tying that to AI? I mean... Uh, yeah, is it, is machine it, learning is... Uh, it. Well, yeah, it is and it isn't. Um, it For most people, it's the same thing. Okay. To, to lay people, it's the same thing. Okay. So, so anyway, what it is, is you take this giant data model and you train it against uh, these systems that build... Um, basically mathematical formulas that replicate the result you want. Like, right? like, like old See, school supercomputers, right? They were designed no, to be like super number crunchers. I mean, like the giant, right. remember the old giant cabinets and the, yeah, I'm going way back. Yeah, but, but yeah, this is all in software. So effectively what you do is you, you set up your system and then you feed it in and you say, here's an email, it's spam. Here's another email, it's spam. Here's an email, it's not spam. Right, and you you spend send millions and billions of emails through to teach, and that right, and then what happens is when you send an email that you don't know, it can come back and it it can say this is ninety percent chance at spam, right? Mm-hmm. So then you just have to decide how sensitive you want to be, and the more you train it, the better it gets. Okay, typically so Google's done that with a great, well, as I way you described it, an overlying or overlayer of an application. Uh, that's what makes them different than a lot of companies trying to do their own hosted mail server environments. Right. They're missing that layer of intelligence. Right. But the thing that Google has that they don't isn't the capability of doing uh, machine learning. And machine learning is just, I trained the system and now I can use it for my own stuff. Mm-hmm. The difference is, is that Google has the benefit of owning Gmail. Right. And so anything you've marked as spam, they can push into their, they can train it on that. So and thanks, and thanks you the, and the rest of the world, right? <laughs> yeah. And so they have billions and billions and billions of emails that they can put into this system and have it come out and, and do a a very good job yeah. of saying this is spam, this isn't. Well, it's like uh, the fake. Oh God, well, it's still popular. Uh, the fake masked. Um, oh. Uh, win, win a Yeti cooler from Dick's Sporting Goods, but it's not from Dick's Sporting Goods. It's straight up spam. I only do, I only know because once a right. month I have a reminder in my calendar to go into my Gmail accounts, click on the junk folder, and just see the crazy noise that's in there, and then do select all. Oh delete, yeah, you know, um, it's just a weird OCD thing of mine. Like I can't I can't go into my inbox and see five hundred or greater pieces of mail sitting in junk anymore, because what if there was something important in there. Right. So now once a month, my best practice is I just go in, boom, boom, boom. I queue up all the accounts on my monitors, click on junk on all of them and just scroll through real quick. And like my charity account might have like 20, right? But my, my podcast account, that's live the field.com is around longer. Yeah. You know, that's, that's got like some, a few hundred. My personal right. one definitely has a lot. Uh, and then my other client, you know, cause my clients set me up with my own account within their organization. Mm-hmm. They're, they're pretty quiet. Uh, but it's always the common stuff. You could see those common threads. Yeah. What's the current uh, spammy thing, you know, going on? But to yeah. your point, so that's me 
I have one, two, three, four, five. I have six different Gmail accounts logged in on my iPhone. So, mm-hmm. and again, the only one that's actually quote, air quote, Gmail is my personal one, right? On the front end, they're all custom domained emails because, again, that was the thing I gave my buddy the tip on today. He had no idea you could do that. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I do it to all my small business clients. I'm like, you pay, I think the going rate is still six bucks. Um, actually, something like that. be careful. Google, when you, when you first, again, here's a quick lesson on that, ladies and gentlemen. You buy your .com off of GoDaddy, whoever you want, or whatever the new thing is now, .co, .me, .biz, mm-hmm. whatever domain you decide to go with, now you own your own domain name. So please, for the life of you, <laughs> do not then go spend money on a business card and or online presence and have your business name at gmail.com. It, dri- <laughs> it, drives, it drives me, you know, uh, Chuck, if you want to learn another side of me, if you want to find a way to set Scott off, there uh-huh. it is. I uh, Actually, no joke, on, on Friday, you like charity work, don't you? Mm-hmm. You're a very religious family. You guys give back. Yeah. So an annual charity event that we just started a few years ago, golf. I have no problem telling you I suck at it, but I will show up and figure it out every single year-ish. And <laughs> so <laughs> I, sp- I sponsor a whole, my wife's veterinary business because it's a local charity event. She sponsors a whole. Uh, actually, this year I did something different because they, you know, they put those. Do you ever go to a golfing event? Um, not like that, no. But you ever see like a whole sponsor? They they get yeah. It's it's like yeah. all the all the well, you've been in politics, so you the the, the plastic yep. corrugated signs you get on the little metal thing. Yep. Stick, yeah, mm-hmm. So they have each hole has one of those signs. So you know you go through, you get to see all the different businesses sponsoring. In case you didn't pay attention to the flyer when you first started the event, right? I get to this hole, <sighs> Chuck, 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 Chuck. I, I lost it. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> Everybody in that foursome, whether they realized it or not, knew that I was a branding guy as soon as I got to that hole. Because uh, we even had that conversation. <laughs> I literally walked up, and I took a selfie next to it because I'm going to use it in an educational course. Right. The last two podcasts you and I have talked about was your online course building and everything else to tie it back to yeah. you. Okay. It was a – what I, I, I have to look it up on my phone. I think she was some type of like – oh, dude. Real estate. She was a realtor. Uh huh. At yahoo.com was the email address she put on the sign. Oh, yeah. There's a podcast I listen to. It's a triathlon podcast. And every single episode, they end it the same way. And both guys go. And I think one of them's like C23 something something at gmail.com. Oh, that's right. Even and, they've got the, yeah. and they've got this awesome brand for their podcast. And the podcast is hosted at a domain. And I, yeah, I've been tempted to email him and say, guys, you're making me really sad. It's because a, it's not even C23 something something triathlon. Is that the name coaching. of the business? C23? Yeah, something like so that. So what is C23? Well, that's my point is <laughs> n- nobody's going to look at it and go, C23. I bet they teach people how to do triathlons. I mean, there's a three in there, and three symbolizes try. I got that part. I don't know where the Maybe. C and the two comes in, or twenty. Right? Do they have twenty yeah, people so doing the try training? It <laughs> it just it makes me hurt because I'm looking at it and I'm going, "You've got this great brand. You've got this podcast that I'm sure a whole bunch of people listen to. Oh my god! And you could just say, "Hey, look, 
you know, go, it's it's Mike or whatever his name is at crushingiron.com, right? Or, or have fun with it, right? Like, so obviously, yeah. I've, I, I publicize it now. Live the Fuel. It's Scott at livethefuel.com. And then I did have podcast at livethefuel.com, which I think I'm actually still paying for. I should probably check on that. I'm really bad at that stuff. But because uh, my old VA team, I had everything going to that uh-huh. box for them. And then I changed up my process because you're a big VA guy. Uh, translation right. for the newer listeners, virtual assistants. Um, but yeah, it's like, okay, like something the most simple thing you could do for a business. Info at yourbusiness.com. Like for right. example, my wife's veterinary business is info at uh, my main sales firm client sales mm-hmm. at okay right you my yeah fa- but you set it up as an alias in Gmail and then you filter let's, it let's not get fancy let's not get fancy <laughs> I agree with you on that too you don't, so it goes you don't, into a folder you don't need to pay for That's multiple it. accounts yeah. you could do aliases okay we're getting a little fancy uh, let's just for now for for this one let's just keep it simple but it's like it was like her name and then some numbers. Like probably her birth date, you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hello, twenty years ago. My old personal, I yeah, I killed that account so I could say it. My old personal email from God, I mean, I had a, over twenty years ago. Scott zero nine two one Irish at yahoo.com. Clearly, Scott is my name. Zero nine twenty one. I'm born on September twenty first. Irish. Right. My name is Scott William Mulvaney. Clearly, I might mm-hmm. have some Irish in my bloodline. And then you take, you take a business class or you start moving up in the business world and you realize, well, that's just a silly, silly, and again, no, yeah. people may hear this. Doesn't and be mean like, anything well, to anybody. Are they making fun of my birthday name email? I'm like, listen, you want to keep that for your personal stuff, you do you. Yeah. Once you go pro or you have goals to become a pro and whatever it is you're trying to do, just something as simple as that change, right? It, it's- yeah. It's different. You automatically level yourself up over everybody else doing at Yahoo, at Gmail, or at MSN, or whatever. Yeah, it's like guys spend the again in the Google world. uh, If it's if you're doing if you're using your custom domain name overlap, the going rate is I think I pay six bucks a month. It's something like that. It's not. If you want more robust features, you pay for the higher business class is twelve. That, and I think I pay another 25 bucks to have extra storage on Google Drive. Well, see, that's different. So I pay for a terabyte of space. I pay, that's a game changer, right? I pay a terabyte mm-hmm. a year. It's 100 bucks. 100 mm-hmm. bucks. Like, there's nothing important on this laptop. Somebody steals this at an airport. I am completely cloud based, dude. I'm good. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just never expected to rant about that today. <laughs> And then yep. with your email announcement not coming, because uh, I'm like, great, is there something else broken? And it's something, I got <laughs> maybe, I'm thinking it's maybe that whole delayed response thing to allow you to maybe. recall the email because it doesn't do that for my iPhone. Everything I send from the iPhone sends instantaneously. And then obviously in the app, it pops up saying, you know, do you want to, uh, was it cancel? What are they calling it? Cancel yeah, send, but, something like that. But it goes, it goes through a different, process yeah but in the browser so the process is broken in the browser but not on your iphone yeah and i've been testing it it's almost every single time now i did two more uh, trial tests tonight before hopping on you i'm like Mm -hmm. okay there's something going on i don't know i mean everything i have is up to date the brave updates are done uh there's no updates to run in gmail so can't Uh do that so 
I was like, man, te- technical things. Oh, yeah. Well, I ran into this, too. Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to badmouth the brand that screwed it up. But um, uh, back Phantom. in March. You could stay Phantom. You know, look ghostly. <laughs> yeah. So, so in March, I switched CRMs to reach out to... Uh, that's a customer relation manager for for people who are not using them. Yes, uh, you do sa- sales, so you. you oh know, yeah, my, my client. Yeah, we, we we are very robustly invested into Salesforce, which is you know right billion dollar company. Great, great yeah. application. Actually, and my wife, after all these years, they're currently she's very upset because they finally committed to something I told them to do three years ago. But I'm not going to get any credit for it. They they bought <laughs> you know you know that's what you're married. Um, they they finally invested in a veterinary CRM, you know, an application to help them streamline their billing, streamline their invoicing. Yeah. Get, get dude, each doctor yeah bills differently. Uh huh. They're all under all points equine. My wife is the co-founder. I'm like, you bill a different service differently than your co-founder. There's right. No, there's no consistency. So, yeah. if, so if another doctor has to fill in while you're on vacation and then it's billed differently, now they're like, wait a minute, is so-and-so ripping me off and all these things? Like, right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So- yeah, the, yeah. But the issue that I had was, so this CRM, it did a bunch of stuff. I could go, I could cancel like four or five services because it all consolidated it, right? And I was super excited. I start using it and, and it seemed okay, but the email deliverability was in the toilet. Mm, that's not good. And... And so they're like, hey, look, you know, uh, we have this tech expert that will go in and fix it for you. And so I paid the extra to have the guy come in and fix it for me. Right. And so he comes in and fixes it and the deliverability gets better. It's not where it was using the other system, but it wasn't so bad that I just threw up my hands in disgust and walked away. And And you're a high tech guy. So I could see you like just like I lost my patience on today's podcast with that. Uh, at the golf event, I could see you reacting to a poor design or poor software program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing is, is it's like it's not rocket science, and I, I kind of understand email deliverability, but I'm not an expert, and I don't want to be. Huh, right, it's not your niche. Yeah. So anyway, so you know, we're we're clicking along, and I get this email at the end of June, and it says, "Hey, look." Um, your email deliverability is is poor enough that it's affecting our servers, right? Be- because so part, so part of them fig- figuring out if it's spam, part of Google or whatever, right. one of the things they look at is which e- which server it came from. Mm-hmm. And so if you're sending out a lot of emails that aren't, that are bouncing or whatever, then it, it lowers the score for the server. Yes. That's about the depth of my understanding of that. I agree with that. But, that's why they've developed but, things like whitelisting versus yeah. blacklisting and they yeah. clean so they, that up. Yeah. So so what what companies that that really care about this do is yeah, a lot of times they'll go to the customer that's causing the problem and they'll say you have to fix it. Mm-hmm. But the other thing they do is they typically come in and say here's how you fix it. Yeah, like for and example, so I, emailed I use them. Um, AWeber for my email uh-huh. marketing. They're very right. adamant about very clean. Like they won't, they won't let like porn, oh, yeah. porn companies come in or any of that stuff. Right. So they want a clean, like you just said, a clean servers, mm-hmm. clean communication. And some of the biggest tips they always send out is please every so often go back into your email list. And if people keep like 
they're not opening your emails, like your open rate for that one account. Yeah. Is it just, just take them off, like un, unsubscribe. Them. Yeah. Clean well, that helps stuff. your domain yep. ranking. And so the, the score on your domain and it helps the score on the server. So it does exactly. both. Yeah. So they I come to me and they say, Hey, these aren't getting delivered. And the thing is, is I've been using CRMs for years to do this yeah. and nobody else has ever had a problem. It's just them. But I, I am like, okay, you know, what are we doing differently? Right. That you know is causing this problem, and I get nothing. And so then I email them again, and I still get nothing. And then I get another email from them, and they say, "Hey, we warned you once. It's still a problem." Wait, who's warning you? The the people that work at this CRM. Company. The CRM company's blaming you. Yeah, but it, okay, keep going. And so keep and so going. I'm I'm going okay. Well, you know, and so I. I turned off some of the campaigns that it was sending out and, you know, tried to clean them up and see what I could do to fix that and all that stuff. And then I got a third email and they said, hey, we're just shutting off your ability to send emails. And, and what's the point you of having have, a CRM? <laughs> right? Right. Right? Like, hello. So, so the, the, the CRM, the job of the CRM is to keep track of how you've communicated with your customers and to manage the communication to your customers. Yes. Keyword so is if you can't, C is for customer or communication. For right. example, some people call it a communication resolution, yeah. you know, management CR. Yeah. Right. People, people have a different yeah. definition of the acronym. So, so the last two weeks I've been cramming to get this stuff done for my contract because they wanted it done by the end of July. And that didn't happen. I'm really close, but it didn't happen. Um, and it was just cause they added some things last minute and I'm just like, all right, well, you know, and then, but then the rest of my time I've been working on trying to migrate everything back off of the CRM because it's not just the outreach to the customers, mm -hmm. but if somebody schedules a podcast episode, it has a campaign in there that says, Hey, thanks for scheduling. Here's a link to, you know, prep documents. Hey, here's some things you might want to look at in order right. to be ready to go. Here's how you actually get on the call none of those go out because this all goes out through the same email system, right? And so it, it kills the calendaring, it kills the invoicing, it kills everything. So it sounds like oh my gosh. the integration failure is really more on their end, I mean, is what I'm hearing. And I mean, yeah, so I keep reaching out to them. Hey, can we fix this? And finally, I was just like, you know what? Well, let me Forget guess, it. you had at least one or two other choices to go with. This was just the one that seemed to work. I remember because yeah. you were, yeah, this, you said it back in March, right? So yeah. this was back when you were uh, relaunching a whole new funnel design, right, for your courses and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and this was And like I took favorite. some time away to get this rolling because it simplified a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. But the problem is, is if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. No. No. I mean, so, some of the most basic things you need to run a business. One, answer the phone and or call the person back who left the voicemail. Okay, that's right. one. If you're more high tech, like you're referring to, okay, one, you need to get the email so you can even reply to it or follow right. up on it as well. So it's like, okay, right. at least get me the emails. That'd be great. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so for the calendaring stuff, I just went back to schedule once or once hub. Yeah. And I it was funny because I had I had shut off the billing and I tried to figure out how to cancel my account and I couldn't, but they weren't going to charge me anymore, so I left it there. And thank heaven, I just went in and I just turned it all back on. Started the billing up again, just turned it, my, the old system back once? on. Yeah. Oh, sweet. 
So I use, that, uh, that I saved me a bunch of effort. I tried them back in the beginning of the podcast, and then I had the founder of Acuity scheduling on, and uh-huh. then uh, and then he moved from DC to here, here in Pennsylvania. But I had already oh, nice. done the show with them, and I really loved their footprint. I loved their design. I loved their pricing. So, I mean, again, scheduling yeah. once is great too. I just ended up switching over to Acuity and loved it. So yeah. So, um. I moved the CRM stuff and I'm still working on migrating it, but I'm migrating it into Zoho CRM. Zoho. And so is that a specific niche like in your industry or is it no. kind of wide, widespread? Okay. It's a, it's a wide open CRM. Cool. Which is nice because I can run the sales through it and I can run the podcast through it and I can, you're right. So yeah. I'm not locked into a model that doesn't work for some piece of my business. I can set up separate pipelines and the whole nine. Well, that's, that's part of this like fun little segue uh, towards yeah. the end of the show here for this, uh, this, you know, our, our new format, yeah. right? The shorter info here is that hit hard, hit fast, but make sure people understand that. It's like, again, CRMs do, are not just for big corporations. Like my client, right. the SMS team with including me, Mm-hmm. It's for people, right? That's it. So yeah, the and, the and, direction and I was heading with this. Delaware to Maine. I mean, it's it's right. Yeah, but that communication is key. So she's just oh, willing. Yeah. She's just willing to invest in Salesforce because she just loved how mm-hmm. turnkey was. But dude, even the money you spend for Salesforce, and I don't know if you ever worked with it, but like she years ago, she's a smart cookie. She started figuring out in their world. They call it. Um, custom built objects within your mm-hmm. CRM. And right. there were certain protocols and certain ways she wanted the system to work and they'll customize it, but then you got to pay them to do it. And like the one, yeah, that was my issue. Yeah, her one Salesforce object, is $10,000 getting it to do what I wanted. Yeah. They want to charge it was $10,000 to build this one object. She figured out how to do it in two weeks and built it herself. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right. But but there there were enough moving pieces in Salesforce that it was just anyway. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so the the issue was like the calendaring piece. I could basically sign up for Zoho One, which incorporates all of their apps. You just add yeah. them to your system, and it the cost doesn't go up. Um, and so I like that. And they have a calendar app, but it had the same problem that Acuity had in that I have multiple shows, and each show has its own calendar. Mm-hmm. And in Acuity, I couldn't figure out how to add multiple calendars and say, uh, this adds to that calendar and this adds to yeah, that I calendar. Never did this try adds that. to that calendar. That's a good point because I don't have to pay for more. And than Zoho had the same problem. Okay. So, yeah. So I went back to um, schedule once and, you know, they're, they're cheap. So it's not a big deal. But yeah, they'll let you set up booking pages that all go to different calendars. Okay. And so. I mean, that that's a kicker. And I have to set up like 10 of them for all the podcasts and everything else. So um, then I can use the Zoho calendar thing because it's already built into everything else just for the stuff that involves just me, right? So if it's going on to Chuck's calendar, then, right, because that's the only calendar it has to deal with. And I have What's multiple things that go on to my calendar. Yeah, does your, so, does your VA have their own calendar or you just have them share, you just share the same access? Um, my VA doesn't really need her own calendar. That's a good point. I mean, unless you have her, I wasn't sure if you started offloading some of that booking stuff so she could book that stuff onto your calendar for you or what. So uh, yeah, I'm, but I'm always if, worried about if that I, too. I like, I like controlling my calendars. If, if I need any of that, yeah, she has access. She can actually book stuff onto my calendar. Cool. But the other thing is, is that 
95% of the stuff that people want to put on my calendar is something that I can set up a scheduling link for. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. And so just it's ma- just, it's not just really an notes issue. to figure out to today's show episode title because we went from branded emails to CRMs, uh, Zoho versus Salesforce to online scheduling. Yeah. Actually, the great well, thing is th- th- in, in less than 30 minutes, we covered some very, very important things yeah. that you and I both had to figure out early on. Uh huh. Something as simple as having a very effective. I think more professional image as a podcast mm-hmm. show. I make it very easy for me once I send the link to, to schedule and book and it's all, Oh in, yeah. It's all integrated into zoom is integrated. So they get the zoom link, right? My yeah. scheduling system, everything. So it's key. Yeah. Well, that was the other issue with Zoho calendar is that I couldn't set the link. I wasn't using zoom or go to meeting or one of the four things they integrated with. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, look, we use the same link every episode of the podcast. That's a good point. So why can't I just tell you they're all anyway? Well, you see, mine. Um, I had yeah. I had Zoom set to generate a unique link every time. Yes. Instead of my standard paid for link. Uh huh. Um, but I did notice in the past year, Acuity now when the calendar slot gets booked, it doesn't send the direct uh, Zoom address in the in the location field anymore. Now uh-huh. in the notes on the calendar slots, it's sending an Acuity link. You click on that. And then on the screen, it'll give you your click through to the Zoom and everything else. I should look into that because I don't like adding an extra step for my customer experience. I should see if they, yeah. I'm not sure if they had to do that because of the whole Zoom integration or if that was just something extra they decided to put into design. So, yeah. And I could tell you. So, one of the other things that I've had to do because none of the calendar deals handle this unless you want to add a user account for every person you're going to add to the appointment. Right. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do that because I have to pay for each seat. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, and I have like 20 something hosts. And so that gets real expensive real fast. So oh, yeah. I needed another way to add those in. And I've always done that with Zapier. And so I guess I could, I'd have to put some way of having Zapier identify this is for this podcast and then add all the proper information. You might be able to get away with doing it in Zapier with a zap. I'll look at that then because I, okay, this is an old school thing I learned, God, back in the early 2000s when I was an analyst on a methods and procedures team for T-Mobile. After I I left their call center world, I became a strategist and I was, I went from business coach to analyst. And the biggest thing was, how do you smooth out the processes? Not just externally, to yeah. the customer base, but your internal customers, your employees, your process flows, reducing the clicks and the click throughs and adding this step and that step. How do you streamline yeah. that process? And well, and I've got experience. my people, I've got my people doing all kinds of stuff that I'm just like, there's got to be a way to automate this, right? right? Because there's other stuff like, what they're a lot of the stuff they do now it's basically if we don't do this we don't keep running but what i want them to be working on is let's do this 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 and this so that we can get to the place we want to be at Mm, and so well again automation has its successes and some losses right as long as you get a seamless integration automation's awesome but is there a key step that maybe should have been in there and if you're going to remove that, just make sure nothing important has been lost. That's how I look at right. it, right? So yeah, some, I agree. Sometimes a couple of steps are needed. But yes, big picture, anytime you can automate something and remove extra clicks or steps, uh, the human yep. brain loves it. 
the customer, the end user is going to love it. So whether that's an internal or an external person within an organization, uh, especially from a customer basis. That's why you and I had very, last year on some of the podcast episodes, we had very interesting talks about the whole sales funnel world and all these flows. And I was like, I feel like these really, really long sales funnels that get built in click, click funnels and crap, mm-hmm. they're like, you know, pardon the way I'm going to say this, I feel like it's meant for the small-minded because you get lost and you don't mind clicking and clicking and file the the clickbait and you just keep clicking through yeah. these, these annoying things. And I'm like, I would like to think that I'm attracting intelligent people to the show and to what we do. And I was like, I, I, I believe more in my listeners. Well, <laughs> so if you're yeah, going to build and- a click funnel, ladies and gentlemen, nothing against the process or the technology, don't give somebody five minutes straight of clicking and following or whatever, like try and make it, yeah. try and make it short and to the point is how I look at it. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, cause I've been following Russell Brunson and mm-hmm. Steve Larson and a yeah. couple of other guys I love what that, they've done. that are yeah. right. That are way into that. And yeah, it seems like when they get into the meat and potatoes of funnels that work, yeah, they're usually pretty short mm-hmm. and it's usually, Hey, I know enough about you to write a headline that's going to get you to click over here. And then I know enough about you if you clicked it to tell you that I have the solution to something you actually need. Right. And so then you click through and then the, the sales funnel is you may also need this. And, you know, it, do, it it may go another step beyond that, but that's it. Yeah. Right. And that's they're, fine because you've already gotten them to the point and now you're just adding something yeah. on. And then because if yeah. it's an add-on, you can just hit no. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I agree with that 100%. So. And so, so that's that's usually what I'm seeing working. Um, I've been going through Steve Larson's course on how to build offers and and sales funnels and stuff, and he gets a whole lot more complicated. But his whole lot more complicated is this is the messaging I'm putting out there into the world, and then the part that you're thinking of at the sales funnel, that little piece, mm-hmm. you know that that's like right in the middle of it. And then here's how I follow up. Yeah. Right. And so he's got a whole system to it. Sales 101 is the failure to follow up. Yeah. Uh, Some of the biggest deals that I've closed in my profession took me three years, five years of just relationship building. It wasn't the right. I tell people all the time, no, just just means not right now. So a lot of people just focus on the numbers and just keep, I'll just keep, I got to attract more people to my funnel. Or you yep. have to get them on your email list, and you got to you got to massage the relationship mm-hmm. a little bit. They weren't ready to buy then, but then they built you built your reputation stronger, and they built some trust through regular email communication that you're sharing, education, knowledge, etc. Right, right. Then they find out you're building courses and stuff like you're doing, and that's like, oh, I like Chuck a lot more now. It's been about a year yeah. of, of content and education. Oh well, oh, and then all of a sudden you hit him with something from me. You know, it's like, oh well, yeah, you know what, I'm ready now. I'm ready. So yeah. again, know, know in the sales world, which is really tied to life in general, just means, you know what? It didn't make sense at that point in time. Maybe it needed to be yep. pitched differently. Maybe it, uh, something else had to happen in my life to align that. So no just means, doesn't always mean no. It means it's not right now. Yeah. So follow yeah. up, people. But, follow up. <laughs> but but that that's that's the complicated view that I'm seeing anymore mm-hmm. from the sales, ex, sales funnel experts is, hey, I did all this work up front so that, I had, you know, the, the people is kind of a follow-up, except I don't have a direct line to them, right? Yeah. I can't. I don't know that I'm pushing to Scott. 
But once you go to the sales funnel page and you buy something or enter your email address, then all the other follow-up happens on the other end. And so then it's, and a lot of it's very targeted to what you came there for. And then from there, then I'm trying to get you into one of my continuity systems, whether it's me sending you direct emails because I think there's a potential for the kind of thing that I want to do with you or get you on my email list or into a texting program or something like that so that, you know, maybe something else will click later on and then do kind of the personal touch every so often. And so they usually have a, a more generalized system that you eventually fall into if, if they can't get you to convert with those follow-up emails and some of the personal touch stuff. I 100% so, agree. Well said. So it's it it's fascinating to just kind of look at it as a whole system there. The kind well, of that's part of it. I think a lot of small businesses or even larger businesses learning these necessary steps as they grow, especially if they're trying to build business in the online space, is learning that like okay, take some time, do things like you've done right. Take the time to go mm-hmm. through stuff like that. Go through some courses. Go through the content, and then play around with it. Try it out. Yeah. Go through some funnels from other businesses on your own and just see if you liked it or didn't like it. And then, again, one of the biggest things I learned over the years, and we, we, we all have to be reminded of this, is that there's still something else to learn tomorrow. There's still a better way to do something tomorrow. So you do have to take action today, put something in motion, but don't beat yourself yeah. up if you don't nail it the first time out of the, you know, out of the gate. Yeah. Learn. Yep. Failure, yep. failure is not failure. Failure is a learning process. It's education. It gets you to the next necessary step to get you to success. So, yep. But that took me years to figure out too. <laughs> yep. So, well, cool. Anyway, man. so yeah. Another another hard hitting fast show. We're getting, I think we're getting better yeah. at this. We did go over the thirty minutes, but I mean, yeah, it's not bad. It's like Ten minutes, it's fine. Yeah. Sorry. We're yeah. Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, for the newer listeners, like we we. We used to do the, the standard format of the show is like over an hour. <laughs> and it's like, he, yeah. he's got other things to do. I got other things to do. Yeah. And then we challenge ourselves to see, okay, what if we could release a show every month that we can pack fun things in that naturally flow within 30 minutes or so? We're getting there. I, yep. I think this has actually got more content as far as, yeah, I think this is better than the last two episodes as far as, you know, actionable content, I think. so. Yep. Yeah. But uh, that being said, again, ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Woods of TopEndDevs.com. Chuck, was there anything else you want to leave behind for the uh, the audience? I guess the only other thing, just to tie two of the things together, is I didn't mention the brand of the CRM that screwed things up. Do you want to? But if I... No, not really. (laughs) Okay. I I, kind of want to give them another chance to redeem themselves, even though I'm going to move off of them anyway. Um, But the thing that I want to point out is that... um, what your brand is in a lot of cases, like we talked about, you know, the, the way you present yourself, but a lot of times part of your brand is I tried to work with them and they were hard. Mm. Right. And so if I came through and I said, you know, Hey, this is company X, you know, and I named them out outright and said, and their, their customer service has been terrible and they actually have built their brand on being good salespeople and brand people and they talk about this on their podcast, which they have, mm-hmm. and how their customer service is part of your brand, right? It really it really just does not come across well that I've had so many issues with them. They're not following through within their right. own actions based on what they're putting out to the world. 
Right. And there's some a great lesson to kind of bring the show to a close is the message you put out to the world, it's so crucial that you you continue yourself, not just everybody in the organization, but the founding mm-hmm. people, the people on the podcast, whatever, whatever. Dude, you have to back up your words. Yeah. And if you as a customer is coming back saying, you're not, I listen to your podcast, I follow all your content, I paid you money, and you're clearly not doing everything you claim that you're great at. So that is what yep. that's called the CE. That's the customer experience. It's not C23 yep. that we mentioned earlier on the show that nobody knows what it means. Uh, but CE, customer experience. That yep. comes back to customer service. That's what creates loyal, viral fans. Mm-hmm. Let your customers sell for you. But if you don't give them a good oh, experience, yeah. they're never going to sell for you. They're never going to do well, I, I signed up for their affiliate program, and See? I'm not going to use it. And that's a shame that yep. they're burning a bridge. So yep. another great lesson, Chuck. Listen, stand by. Getting probably goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, another short format, hard-hitting episode with the man, the myth, the legend, Chuck Woods. We hit on branded emails, you know, working with Gmail, CRMs. We got Zoho, Salesforce, and the phantom application that we will not name. We got Heck, schedule once versus acuity, all these online scheduling software systems you can you can integrate into your other applications that he and I both thrive on. Heck, we even dropped in uh, Zapier, Zapier. I never did that, I pronounced that thing. And then uh, even things like ClickFunnels, we did a name drop, uh, Steve Larson. I'll make sure that's linked in the show notes. Uh, he's got a decent following. So again, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to fuel your health, your business, and your lifestyle. Technically, we hit on all three domains today because if you're a health business, you just learned something. If you're a traditional non-health business, you still learn something. And if you're a lifestyle business that's trying to build a personal brand online, health coaching, et cetera, you still learn something. So thanks for tuning in. And remember, you too could live the fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon.